This is The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield from The Lynn Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Michael provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. This is Mike Mansfield with The Wealth Puzzle, but also Mike Mansfield with The Lynn Group here in Ventura, California. This is a good show though. I am excited because we fired Tana and we got Tony back. He, oh no. It was... It was what? What do you mean? Oh no! You've been begging me. I have like forty emails from you saying, "When? When are we going to get rid of Tana and get back to the good old days?" Uh-huh. No, I have been telling you I wanted to record another show with you because I've missed it. Uh, but you didn't fire Tana. She's still going to be on the show, and she's great. Uh, I love listening to you guys talk, and Tana's awesome. Uh, but yeah, it is. It is fun doing a, another show with you. It's been a while. No, it's been a while, and you know, Tan and I have had a lot of fun. But I, I miss you, Tony. Oh, I miss you. Oh, oh. You always, you always humble the show and keep me in my place. <laughs> well, I've had a, me. I've had a Mike Mansfield size hole in my heart uh, that Aww. can only be filled by you. That's and a, this, this, that's this a big hole. This will do it. <laughs> this will do it. Well, yeah. But how have you been? I mean, it's, it's crazy. You know, we're in the new Good. year. We're in the new year. Uh, there's a new administration. I bet it's a busy time because people are wondering, hey, what do I need to do? What's going to happen with the markets? That type of thing, right? No, I mean, there, there's a lot going on. I mean, people are emotional. There's a lot of uncertainty. <clears throat> you know, watching the news, letting the politics kind of drive your thoughts gets a little confusing. You know, I, of, of all funny things, though, Tony, holy cow, I had so many phone calls about the the what was going to happen on inauguration day the lights were going to get turned off the power was going to go off there was going to be a civil war and it was amazing to me that so many people were so overly concerned about that i, I kind of likened it <clears throat> i don't know kind of like the like 9 11 is normally bad things happen when you don't see them coming so even the the thing that happened in the capital back in the beginning of the month I'm not sure, at least for myself, I saw that coming in the moment and all of a sudden it was happening on the news and you're like, holy cow, what is going on? And then they spent, you know, two or three weeks talking about the inauguration, bringing in the National Guard, all of this stuff. And you thought it was kind of like feeling like Y2K where you're like, okay, well, (laughs) uh, you know, everyone's freaking out about this day. But the reality is we're we're so busy freaking out about it. It probably means nothing's going to happen. And right. uh, fortunately, it turned out to be a nothing burger. Yeah, that's fortunately, you're right. I think that's great. Yeah, it's, that was crazy. Yeah, Y2K. Yeah, it was a big nothing burger, but uh, <clears throat> boy, it got hyped up quickly. I mean, I'm not absolutely. I'm not uh, going to downplay what happened, though. That was terrible. But uh, boy, then yeah. they just carried it and it just thought, oh, you know, Civil War and 25,000 National Guard troops. and But. Unbelievable, when it comes really. to the individual, if you're a retiree, if you're sitting at home alone on house arrest because you're not allowed to leave your house and go anywhere and all you're doing is watching the news and the propaganda on it, I mean, <clears throat> it was really freaking a lot of people out. So, yeah. Anyways, politics drive thoughts, emotions drive thoughts, 
mysteriously, the stock market doesn't care and marches forward, right? Right. <laughs> That's kind of the, the rhetoric. And, the, and for, you know, for a lot of reasons. I mean, I, I think we talked about this a, a week or two ago. I, in the big picture, I am still very optimistic on the stock market. You know, it's easy to say it's overvalued and it's bubbling and all of these things. But the reality is, is everything is recovering quite a bit since the whole COVID mess recession that happened last year. GDP is improving. Um, people are spending money. Earnings are going up. Vaccines are coming out. And of all funny things, the government is throwing a lot of money at the economy, right? Stimulus checks. They're talking about giant infrastructure bills. Money makes the world go round. And, and honestly, that's what I wanted to talk about today. And I feel like my, I feel like my voice sounds different on this today. I don't know. I feel raspy. You you went, uh, I don't know. And there you went a little octave higher there. Did I? Yeah. (laughs) I I, I thought it before the show, I asked you to do this one in a man's voice. Uh, Finally, the man (laughs) voice, Mike. The um, I don't know. I just I got out of a meeting. Maybe I've been talking too much today. But uh, yeah, you do have a little frog. Here, hang on, I got to take a drink real quick. That's okay. That helps. That's okay. Well, I thought we were going to talk <clears> about <throat> inflation. Are you going to get into that? I mean, what's going on with inflation? Well, it's kind of funny. So what 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 causes inflation? So one of the biggest causes of inflation is really printing money. And one of the phenomenons that we've seen since the giant recession of 2008 is not a huge amount of meaningful inflation. Even though, didn't the government print a lot of money? They started doing a bunch of stimulus back then. They did quantitative easing one, two, three, four. They did Operation Twist. You know, they were doing all of these things to try to stimulate the economy back in 08. You know what's funny, Tony? Do you remember? <clears throat> do, you, do, you, do you remember in the news the like, the giant uh, stimulus package they put together back then. Oh yeah, initially huge. It was yeah. seven hundred billion dollars. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> and that was an earth-shattering amount of money at the time, right? Everyone's yes. like, "Whoa, what? What are we doing?" Yeah. Uh, now a billion is kind of a joke, right? That's uh, that's just like pocket change money for the government, it seems, because now we're just doing trillions all the time. Trillion here, trillion there. Um. It's amazing how the math has changed. But an odd phenomenon happened, right? So when the government prints money and puts it into circulation, it creates inflation. And it's kind of hard to explain, but what happens is is if people are not innovating and creating new things to, we'll say, absorb all of the money in the system, the government is essentially putting more dollars chasing the same product. Let me think of an analogy here. Let's say you had a, a water bottle. And there was only one water bottle on the market. Everybody would buy that water bottle, right? Yep. Makes sense. Pretty simple. Yeah. Now, if somebody like Tony said, well, hot dog, I think I can make a better water bottle. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go make a better water bottle. They create their own water bottle. Now what happens? Those same dollars that were tracing, chasing the first water bottle now shift a little bit. And they say some of those dollars will go to the new water bottle that Tony yep. made because it's so much better because his is clear and unscrews at the top. I mean, whatever the, the magic is that you came up with. Sure. Um, and so now you have a little bit of competition and that controls the price, but see the whole premise of what did that, that controlled the inflation, controlled the cost, controlled the price was that someone innovated. They brought something new. They brought a new thought, a new idea, something to the market that created more economy. 
what happens when the government just prints money and gives it to people? Well, nobody created anything new. Nobody thought of anything fancy. Nobody thought of a way to be more competitive. And so if we're back to that one water bottle and the government gives people more money to spend, that means more and more people want to buy the original water bottle because that's all there is. And what happens to the price of it? It, it goes, goes up. up. Yeah. Right? Because more dollars chasing the up. same product pushes the price up. Hence inflation. And so, all of a sudden, lately, we have the highest inflation we've seen in 10 years. I mean, I think in January, they're projecting inflation at 2.5%. All of a sudden, things are getting more expensive. And, you know, it's kind of funny because you say, well, why would that be? Why is it that in 08, the government did all of this stimulus, all of this spending, all of this money, and we had no inflation? And now with the COVID deal, the government once again is spending money, all this stuff, same exercise, and honestly, a hell of a lot more. And we're finally seeing inflation. All right, Tony, I'm just going to turn my mic off and let you finish the show talking about that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'll just I'll wait, just be in the corner. Wait, I, I was told there would be no math, Michael, first of all. <laughs> and it seems like there might be numbers involved or calculations. So I'm, oh, boo. So, oh, I'm, boo. so I'm out. But... Yeah, inflation, uh, explain how that works and how that's going to affect us then. Yeah, so what happened was in 2008, yes, the government created billions of dollars, they put it into the system, but they did it completely different than they did last year. In 2008, the government gave all the money to the banks and told the banks to loan the money out to people. Well, guess what? The banks didn't loan out like 90% of the money. So the most of the money that the government created, all of the stimulus, all of the quantitative easing, most of it actually never ended up in people's hands. And because it never ended up in people's hands, there was no new dollars to go chase the same existing products. So there, there really has been no inflation. Well, in 2020, when the COVID thing hit and the government was starting to run and, and create these stimulus plans, I don't know if they learned something from 08 or their attitude is different or because it's a different Federal Reserve president or whatever the deal was, they took a completely different approach. What did they do? They gave the money to the people, right? Tony, you, you, you know, you're getting those, yep. uh, what was the first one? I think it was 1200 bucks an adult, 500 bucks a kid, something like that. Yep. Instead of just giving the money to banks and saying, hey, would you mind loaning this stuff out? They said, forget all that jazz. We're giving the money directly to the people. So they yep. gave you direct stimulus checks from the IRS. They gave you higher unemployment benefits. So they just injected the money right to the people. People have never seen the money supply grow so quickly, you know, because then you compound it, right? And you say, hey, you don't have to pay your mortgage. You don't have to pay your credit cards or your student loans. And we're going to give you money. <laughs> so what happens? Are, are all people, Tony, you think overly responsible? And you're like, well, I should probably save this. Yeah. They put it right into their retirement accounts yeah, and, they probably, and into their savings, it, didn't hey, they? God, get smart, right? That was phenomenal. <laughs> no, no. Nope. Human nature is its nope. own worst enemy. Nope. People decided to go berserkoville and spend money. Yep. Now, this is this is good and bad, right? I mean, right. the good component is is... 70% of the country's GDP is people spending money. So if the government gives people money and they run out and spend all of it, well, guess what? Stock market goes back up and continues to rise because those are all positives. Here's uh, something I thought was fascinating. Uh, headline, CNBC, Americans spent a record online over 2020 holidays. 
uh, blah, 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 blah. Let's see. Year over year, from 2019 to 2020, online shopping grew 32%. So now, granted, the argument you could say there is, well, wait a second, everyone's trapped at home, so online shopping should have grown. But November, remember like Black Friday, Cyber Mondays kind of stuff? Yep, Black Friday, November Cyber November last Monday. year went yep. through the roof. The biggest sales they've ever seen on, we'll say non-essentials, over a hundred <laughs> yeah. billion dollars was spent online wow. last year. Wow. No, I mean, Tony, you're talking nutter butters, man. This is crazy because you're saying, wait a second. I thought we were in a pandemic. I thought we were yeah. in a financial crisis. I thought people were out of work and things were shutting down. But they Why were sitting pe- at home on their computers buying things. Yeah, but oh, Cyber Monday, I can get a hell of a deal on a uh, Dell computer. Ugh, sign me up. You know, kind of stuff. Um, it, it's 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 mind-boggling almost that you know it's i always talk about this and no one ever knows what i'm talking about there's a kid's book that my kids read and it's about ants and a grasshopper Ah. and the whole deal is do you know the book uh i think so go ahead i've mentioned this before to people and they're like i don't know what this. i think it's you who mentioned it to me oh maybe maybe we talked about it I need to find something new to talk about, or I need to no, get what rid is of my it? kids. Let's talk about the book. So anyway, so when, when the times are good and it's summer and it's sunny and beautiful and nice, the ants are busy all summer, you know, getting food and storing it in their house and everything while the grasshopper is just having a good time goofing around. Sure. By the time the winter rolls around, the ants are all happy, having a good time, and the grasshopper is out in the cold. Yep. And, you know, it's kind of that analogy when I look at this and say, wait a second. Isn't there still a lot of uncertainty in the world? Isn't there still a lot of problems in the world? How is it that people are going bonkers? Yeah. And spending all their money online and yeah, and, and you know what they spend it on? They all bought electric bikes, you know. They Or yeah, just, that will eventually after a few months use just uh, become a giant clothes hanger with clothes right. draped over right. it. Right. Yeah, they got their, or, their Peloton or uh, you know, appliances that they'll use for a week and then so it's it's fascinating that yeah. people are spending a lot of money. There's also something called the M2 money supply. This is like checking, savings account, money market accounts. So it's people sitting on cash. And over the last year, that's increased almost 25%. People have a lot more money because they deferred their payments. They got extra money from the government. And so the experience in the last year has been completely different than the experience back in the crash of 08 in that... All the people got all the money and they spent the money. And because nobody innovated and created anything new, remember my water bottle example? We're finally seeing inflation. Welcome to the inflation party. Now, <laughs> granted, yeah, the government is trying to, we'll say, control it by keeping the federal funds rate down and all of these things. So they're trying to, to keep a bay on it. But at some point, they'll have to raise rates and keep up with inflation. Um, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. But it's just fun fascinating to see how much money people are still spending even though I, I can tell you what I mean last Christmas I spent a lot less than I normally do and it's it's just because it seems like the season to tread lightly <laughs> you but know do you, but do you see all that spending driving inflation up well that's what's happening Th- in the short it- term so because you've directly injected money into people's hands and they're willing to spend it that's what's creating the immediate inflation we're seeing over the last six months sure once again the highest we've seen in a decade it's just totally different from 08 where the government handed out money to banks and the banks never gave the money to the people so they didn't have it to spend, hence no inflation. 
Um, yeah, it's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. What the inflation. Yeah. What the inflation. That's what we're talking about. Well, and back to that children's book you mentioned, that is the exact plot of one of the most popular uh, children's movies, A Bug's Life by Pixar. You know that, right? That's the oh, really? Yeah, I, that's I, the I, exact, I haven't seen A Bug's Life, though. A Bug's Life. It. A Bug's I'm Life. I'm going to go home and watch it. I'm going to call that a... Well, it's one of the greatest... You've never seen A work. Bug's Life? I've seen it. It's just been a long time, so I don't remember it. Because that's if your the... kids like that book, they're going to love A Bug's Life. That, it, it is the exact plot you described. That is All I plot. know about Bug's Life is they, they had the little like amphitheater for A Bug's Life at California Adventure at Disneyland. Oh. And you would sit there and like they would blow like misted water on you and stuff and <laughs> make you feel like you were crawling through a cave or something. <laughs> Gross. All right. All, uh, hopefully the <laughs> hopefully the kids enjoyed it. Uh speaking of inflation, I wonder how much how much it's going to cost to get into the theme parks once they uh, open up full bore again. So, uh yeah, so that uh spending he, right. people went crazy spending online, that drove inflation up. So yep. we're seeing higher inflation. I mean, we've been seeing inflation on certain items for for years. It's been going up exponentially, like healthcare, which, oh, is, which is something the government doesn't seem to calculate in. I mean, I'd like to see the inflation numbers on healthcare insurance. How yeah, much that goes itself, up every year. If you isolated it or it, energy it, costs, things like that. Yes, it goes um, up exponentially every year. It's crazy. yeah. Well, healthcare. <laughs> That's, we should do a whole show on yeah, that. Yeah, that's you know, another why, show. Why is health insurance so expensive? Because, boy, oh, boy, do I have an opinion. Yeah. Well, I know you do, and and it's probably a very worthwhile opinion, and I'm sure it's uh, accurate. I mean, obviously, that's a problem. <laughs> uh, we'll do that. Let's uh, save that for next week. But, um, All right. But inflation, what the inflation? So you're saying our spending is driving up inflation. Things are costing more. And I mean, mm -hmm. there's a lot of different things at play. If you isolate things like, you know, we talked about healthcare. I've noticed, you know, my wife's saying, oh, you know, gas is going up now. Um, yeah. And uh, and I'm like, well, yeah, that's because the price of oil has gone up. Finally, it was so low. Yeah, it's, it's finally it's, over fifty dollars a barrel. Yeah, so absolutely, yeah. it's done. It's done well, and that, you know, and so you have supply issues with that that caused that. Uh, you know, uh, one of the things I saw, you know, uh, the new administration can certainly challenge supply lines of a lot of things. I mean, they just canceled the Keystone XL pipeline. Yep. I saw the uh, the Canadian Prime Minister wasn't a fan of that. Nope. Um, but all of those things, you start to say, well, how can a new administration where the previous administration was very lax on a lot of that stuff, how can it shape it? And if they think there can be challenges with supply, well, guess what? Econ 101 supply and demand ironically pushes the price of, of oil up. Um, but you're right. You know, I put the good stuff in my car and I was at, I drove by a gas station the other day and I saw that it was four bucks a gallon. And I was just like, geez, Louise. Yeah. Yeah, it's sad. it's getting crazy. So uh, I I think we were spoiled though. It was so low for so yeah. long. I mean, yeah. you know, it was un. I mean, I know how it is in California, up in Minnesota, where my family's from. It was under two dollars a gallon for a long time. I mean, yeah. that's that's insane, right? I mean, uh, so I expected awesome. it to go up. It's not doesn't surprise me. And people are like, oh gas. It's like well. Yeah, it's back to where it was. Yeah. So, well, it's just it's just tough though because yeah. you it's like it's like the new administration, you know, a lot of the things, a lot of the anxiety of clients I have coming in the office, even the meeting I had this morning we talked about it, is the anxiety that everybody thinks taxes are going up. Now, it's kind of funny because there's, you know, what's proposed and then there's just whatever this 
kind of communal rhetoric is about things. And, you know, what is proposed is there is no direct taxes on people making under $400,000. What the reality is, I have no clue. We, you know, we have to see what happens and how it gets passed. But what no one ever really talks about, Tony, are indirect taxes. And indirect taxes are, you know, how can inflation drive up the cost of gas in a car? So just because a, a you know, low middle income person doesn't get a obvious tax increase, well, if the cost of everything they're doing goes up for other reasons, for example, if you raise corporate tax rates, which is a huge conversation right now, corporations aren't stupid. All they're going to do is raise their cost of goods sold a little bit to offset their tax liability. And all of a sudden there becomes an indirect tax on low and middle income people. Yeah, their taxes didn't directly go up when they file in April, but their their costs go up throughout the year simply because of all of the byproduct of tax reform other places. So, sure. it, you know, I only bring that up because it's similar, you know, to inflation, that inflation is driving, you know, it's almost like a new tax on a lot of people. It's rough. Yeah, that's true. It is. It's like a new tax on people. So. Uh, that is rough. And so, and that's going to affect our economy. That's for sure. Yeah. And I just don't know, you know, they've done, the Federal Reserve has done so much to try to keep inflation low with interest rates. Uh, they've yeah. really, they've really, you know, but they only have so many things that they can do. You know, they only have so many tricks they can pull out of that hat to keep it low. I mean, we're, you know, we went to near 0% in, you know, yeah. interest rates. So, uh, beyond that, there's not much more you can do is but go down and eventually, you know, the, you have to pay the piper on that. It's true. And, and that's the challenge is it's the velocity of money. If the Fed start raising interest rates, the theory is it slows the economy down because people start stop borrowing as quickly. And, you know, but but if we don't start raising the federal funds rate. What are we going to do the next time we have a financial crisis? We kind of used all the gas in the tank here. Um, we get no the, the Fed, the Janet Yellen coming in here. She's got it. She's definitely got got a lot to figure out to to save the day. But yeah, they've uh, yeah I yeah yeah it's a mess. I, I I don't hold out a lot of hope. It's a it it is a mess, and uh, you know, but there is there is hope for your own personal <clears throat> financial situation. And there are things you can do. All is not lost. Right. Uh, I mean, you know, the country's been in, in bad situations before, and I hope they figure it out or at least get on that path. But in the meantime, it, it's figuring out, you know, it's not making those same mistakes our government's making with overspending in right. your own personal life, right? That's the key. Well, it's the the ants and the grasshopper, right? We, we need to have that analogy in our own lives that if the times are good, if we're getting extra stimulus checks and we still have our job and we didn't need the money, we need to be saving. We need to be reserving. We need to be preparing because didn't we learn anything last year, Tony? Didn't we learn that things can be uncertain yeah. and surprise us? Yeah, that's crazy. It's yeah. just you got to be careful. Now, there are some positives coming out. I mean, I'll, I'll kind of touch on this just for a sec and then we can wrap this up. But and maybe we'll go into better detail next week. But, uh, you know, they Biden's proposed some pretty entertaining Social Security tax reform stuff. So that's yeah. positive for a lot of people. Yeah. You know, they're saying that by 2035, um, there'd have to be a 21% decrease to Social Security checks of people collecting if nothing changes. So right. how do we fix it? We actually spend more, which is kind of funny. So a couple <laughs> things he's proposed real quick. So I just wanted to put kind of a positive light on the back end of sure. the story here. Yes. Because it's been so depressing. It's so sad. 
Anyways, um, so he's proposed that Social Security should never be below 125% of the federal poverty level. So that's interesting because, you know, I get people that come in once in a while and they got like a $300 Social Security check. So I don't know what the poverty level line is, but they're saying that all those low-end people that aren't making much money in Social Security, they're going to increase it a lot up to 125% of the poverty level. So I thought that that was interesting. People who have already been on Social Security for 20 years would get a 5% bump. Widows would get a 20% bump a month, which is huge. Um, what else? Uh, they're going to change the, the way that cost of living adjustments are calculated, so they're higher. So that's interesting. So isn't it funny that I just said there's a problem with Social Security. It's running out of money, and the way we're going to fix it is by giving out a lot more Social Security. Mm, yeah. <laughs> the math doesn't work, so you have to figure out where that's going to come from, right? Yeah, so it's like the proposal of bills. They make it all shiny and nice for some people, and then they say how they're going to deal with it. And so basically on the back end, if you make over four hundred grand, you are going to have an unlimited amount of Social Security tax on your total income. That is going to be a massive tax increase on the high earners of this country. Yep. Um, yeah. Right now, they only tax your Social Security of 6.2% up to 142000 at the moment. Right. So they're they're going to add that, you know, so if you make a million bucks, it'll be taxed all the way up. And remember, if you're self-employed, well, you pay double the tax. So you'll pay a, a basically 12.4% yeah. tax on all of your income. So self-employed yeah. people are about to get punched in the guts if this happens. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. to pay social security tax. Of course, uh your social yeah. security that you earn, what they can also do and what they might do is allow it to be taxed 100%. Whereas now, well, in some states, you can only tax it up to 85%. Well, federally, it's up to 85%. Um, yeah. 27 states in the U.S. don't tax your Social Security at all, including California. Yes. Yeah. And actually, it's probably going in the opposite direction. Like, for example, one of the proposals that they're working with as a foundation is called the Social Security 2100 Act. And the proposal there is... Right now, 85% of your in, uh, Social Security is taxed if you make over 44 grand if you're married. They want to raise that to 100,000 saying if you don't make 100 grand, it's completely tax-free. So in many respects for normal income earners, your wow. Social Security will probably be completely tax-free federal and state. Huh. So I wonder where they're going to come up with the money, though. Well, they, the they think the security. math of taxing people and businesses making over $400,000 is going to pick up all the slack and save the day. Sure. So if that's true, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well, ah, uh, it's, all right. It's good news for people who collect Social Security. They might be getting a. No, absolutely. Yeah. For the nature of my work and way I help people, these are all good things. Yep. Definitely. You know, for your income, though, Tony, we know how much you make. It's you got a problem. <laughs> oh, yes. Radio. Huge. You got to go to huge the money. Canary Islands or something and yeah. like, go to the bank. and Huge the canary what, whatever the you know yeah. I, I saw the movie yeah. once i gotta i gotta <laughs> take oh, better it's avalon <laughs> um yeah great uh sure Woo. <laughs> i'm making those big radio bucks i love it good yeah. man i'm jealous yeah uh yeah just an fy podcast co-host <laughs> doesn't not, not one of the <laughs> no it looks good on it. a resume though <laughs> <laughs> Oh, anyway, so a uh, good show today talking about inflation. That's an interesting yeah. one because it hasn't been an issue. 
no. for a number of years, but it looks like it could be here, so you got to watch that. Well, great show today, but uh, I think we're out of time, right? Anything you want to add before we go? No, that's it. We appreciate all of our listeners. Feel free to give us a call, 805-500-7035. If you don't have a retirement plan, if you don't know what you're doing, if you're freaking out about the politics and everything going on in the world, let's have a conversation. It's not going to cost you anything. 805-500-7035. Certainly visit our main website, thelindgroup.com. Lind is L-Y-N-D. And we'll be back uh, next week. So we appreciate you guys and have a great week. All right. Sounds good. That does it for today's episode of The Wealth Puzzle. Thank you for listening to The Wealth Puzzle. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Michael Mansfield at The Lind Group. Call 805-500-7035 or visit them online at thelindgroup.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by the Lynn Group Advisors LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of California. Insurance products and services are offered through the Lynn Group LLC. The Lynn Group LLC and the Lynn Group Advisors LLC are not affiliated companies. Lynn Group LLC the Lynn Group Advisors LLC and Michael Mansfield are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.